welcome. This is Julie Clayton from New Consciousness Review, and I am talking with author Chaitan Parkin of The Human Design, Discover the Person You Were Born to Be. Hi, Chaitan. So glad to talk with you today. Thank you, Julie. My pleasure to be talking with you, too. I want to talk about your book, and it's more than a book. It's a, it's a design, a system for personal awareness, and um, it's, it's unique, and it's new. And can you give listeners a brief introduction to what it's about? Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. Uh, human design is a 21st century, what I call a self-remembering tool. In these times, we're under an awful lot of pressure to be able to function in a world that is changing in ways that we can hardly even imagine sometimes. And human design is very much a tool for these times that with a very simple understanding that is presented in the book and with the free software that anyone can download and use, you can drop a chart, you can read into the book, and you can find not only a sense of reassurance of what it is you're doing here in this lifetime, but you can start engaging with your life in a way that is very, very personally empowering. And what I say to people is when you understand what we call the three keys in the human design that we've presented in the book, you basically have the means to be able to deal with anything that confronts you in life on your terms. Great. Thank you. Tell us about the three keys. Whoa. Well, the three keys are what we call type, authority, and profile. Mm -hmm. In human design, we draw up a chart and we work from somebody's birth information to draw up a chart. And the chart shows up as a triangular picture. Within it, there are nine energy centers. The centers are linked together by what we call channels. There are 36 of these channels. And on either ends of these channels, there are 64 of what we call gates. And each, each of these gates, if we trace them back, they relate to parts of our genetic coding. So when we're looking at somebody's human design chart, we're looking basically at their genetic structure, the structure of what can I describe as the vehicle in which their life is being lived through. So the type is basically something that we derive from looking at the chart. There are five of these different types, very easy to look at. Actually, when you print the chart out, the type is explained to you right underneath the chart. And you either have a manifesto type, a generator type, a manifesting generator type, a projector type, or a reflector type. The first three, that's the manifest generator, manifesting generator. These are what we call energy types. These are people that have energy they're able to use 24-7. And typically, uh, these are the great movers and shakers in the world. These are people that get a lot of things accomplished, not always to a sense of satisfaction. Very often, they'll find themselves in a state of frustration in their life because they keep putting their energy into things that don't really work for them. But an understanding of human design, and immediately they can turn that around so that the energy works really well for them. Uh, the, the other two types, the projector and the reflector, these are non-energy types. Uh, but these people are very good at directing the use of other people's energy very well. We typically look at projectors as being guides, um, assistants, uh, way showers, leaders for other people. Reflectors have a very different life from everybody else. They make up less than one of the world, one percent of the world's population. And uh, I always love to meet a reflector because I know I'm standing with somebody that's living in a lifetime of great trust and also somebody who's accruing great wisdom during their lifetime. The second key that we look at is what we call authority, and authority relates very much to how we make decisions in life. 
if you or your listeners have gone through anything like I've gone in terms of education or so-called education in this world, we got stuffed with a bunch of facts and we're told to weigh up the world using our mind, adding up the pros and cons about things and just taking it from there. And what a disaster that turns out to be. Um, in human design, we see that there are six different, what we call authorities, six different ways in which we can make a decision. Each one of us chooses one of these authorities for our lifetime. And when you tune into how your authority works and you work with it, then you find you make consistently correct decisions energetically for yourself in any single instance that confronts you. And let's face it, these days we are so overwhelmed by having to make decisions about things. Authority really shows you how to make clear decisions that work for you, ones that make you find great fulfillment in your life. The third of the keys is what we call profile, and there are 12 of these different profiles. And in a very simple explanation of profile, it's how the world sees you. How wherever you are in the world, people approach you or how they start interacting with you. And what you'll find is there are certain profiles that get on very well with other profiles automatically. And you might find this kind of instance when you meet somebody and in the first few minutes you just recognize there's a complete resonance or a harmony going on between you and very, very easy to communicate, get on, and uh, the profile indicates that. Um, the profile also shows those instances in life where you meet somebody and there's not such an easy resonance or harmony. It's not quite so straightforward. And those are instances where you have to make a little exception or extend a little bit to find a level of communication that really works between you. So all of these three keys, very easy to find out about. They're all in the book. And uh, when you print out the chart, they're printed out on the chart as well. So you can instantly find out how that all works for you. Great, thank you. So there are three primary keys. I, I want to back up just a tad because you said something about genetic coding. Um, and what I found so interesting about the human design is that you pull together many different disciplines and philosophies, um, such as the I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, and more. So tell us how you came to do this integration and how it relates to our genetic coding. Well, I have to, I have to plead innocent in terms of uh, my involvement in creating this system. Uh -huh. uh, this system is not from here. Uh, it's from some other solar system, some other universe altogether. Uh, it was downloaded uh, in 1987. It was given in its entirety, and we're still interpreting whatever it is that came through. And I think there's an awful lot of interpretation going to go on in the decades ahead. Um, the human design system is a synthesis of four ancient wisdom systems. Astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system. They're synthesized together with two, what we might describe as 21st century sciences, neutrino physics, and the human genetic coding. And they're all mixed up together, combined together, synthesized together, very much like how you bake a cake. Put in the flour and the eggs and the salt and the sugar and all these different components, and you end up with a cake, not the ingredients. And it's the same thing with human design. We're not looking at astrology here. We're not looking at neutrino physics here. We're looking at an amalgam of a synthesis of all these different component parts. So what they do is they combine together to read to us when we're looking into a chart. We're basically looking into somebody's genetic makeup. Um, that's just the language I use for it. Uh, it's almost like 
looking at the component parts of a computer in a way, that all these different parts come together, they combine together, and the end result is something you see on the screen. You don't necessarily want to go digging around in the computer to find out you know, how it all works. So the beauty with human design is you enter your birth information and you end up with a chart. And the chart basically, in its very simplest terms, is like a snapshot of the universe. It just indicates how completely connected in you are here. And one of the amazing things with human design is not only can we see the conscious side of somebody's makeup, things that they're very aware about in their own life, but we can also see, and this is a first, we can see their whole unconscious, what we would describe as the genetic inheritance, a little bit from the parents, mostly from further back in the family tree. We've been able to trace four generations of familial input that you have recorded in your genetic structure. And so all of this unconscious side of things is basically hidden from you. And I teasingly say to people, there's 10 years worth talking to a psychiatrist here, or psychologists at least. And uh, in human design, you pick the mouse and there it is. And so all this unconscious can become more conscious in our life because we can see exactly how it acts on us or how it acts through us in our life. So in this time, what I can say about human design is it's a tool of consciousness. And I've done thousands of readings with people now. And everybody comes back to me and says, wow, absolutely amazing, so accurate. Well, I, I want to add my wow to that. Um, wow, the, the system is amazing. And um, it sounds, so you're saying that we capture this information like crystals from the time and place of our birth? Yes, it's exactly that. That somehow or other, and that, everyone asks me about this, well, how do we know when to come in? All I can say is it seems like we have a soul agreement that we would come in, we would come into a particular family, into a particular country, into a particular religious background, whatever, and we are here to play within that environment. Yes, it's, it's really, I, as you know, I downloaded my chart, um, and... It might sound as though this is a complicated system, but I can say from my own experience that it actually is not complicated. There are a lot of elements in it, which I think is what adds to the uniqueness of it, and as you call it, a tool of consciousness. Um, but I thought for the benefit of the listeners, maybe we could just jump right into one specific aspect of a chart um, and go through it so that people can have a first-hand experience of what it would mean when they read their own chart. Yes, by all means. Um, what, what part of it would you like to look at? Uh, well, it's entirely your call. Well, let's start with the, the generator type. I believe you say in the book that 37% of the population are generators. It, it's something along that close, line, close yeah. To that. yeah. So what does that mean? Well, generators basically they have one of the centers in the chart, what we call the sacral center. They have it defined, they have it colored in, indicating they have it turned on 24 hours a day by design. So typically a generator is somebody who can get up in the morning, get out of bed, get going in their life, and they just power through their day, doing all kinds of things, get to the end of the day, and the only thing that ever stops them is when they collapse from exhaustion. <laughs> And so what I say to a generator is, 
there's a difference between doing things that bring you fulfillment in your life and doing things that just are plainly exhausting. And the tendency is for generators, until they understand their makeup, is they just go for the exhausting side of things. And they feel like it's their job in life just to do everybody's things for them, keep going, 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 and never really connecting into those things on a regular basis that brings them fulfillment. And so when you design, what I indicate to somebody that's got this sacral center colored in in their chart is that their life is really very easily lived when they pay attention to what I describe as a gut response. And a gut response is something that comes out of the lower belly. It's pure energetic response to whatever it is that life offers you. And so our tendency is to try and think our way through life. Well, I should do this. I should help these people out. This looks like the right thing to do. Everyone is going to appreciate if I do that. And what the human design shows is when you pay attention to your gut response, it tells you instantly whether something or somebody's right for you or not. And as I said, it's a pure energetic response. There's no philosophies around it. There's no teachings around it. Um, it's just pure energy. Something approaches you, you get a response from your gut. And it tells you interesting, not interesting, just like that. And so when I get to read for a generator, this is one of the things I very much spend time on pointing out to them. I make quite sure that they understand what's involved there. And give them a few practice exercises of how to relate to their gut response. And I'm very delighted to say that having worked with so many generators over so many years now, a lot of them just come back to me and say how much their life has transformed and how much they're really enjoying getting involved in things now because they're clear to get involved and they run through things having a lot of fulfillment as a result. Right. So the, we're talking about uh, a personality type here. Yes, this is one. That's of, correct. One it's of the it's five, one of the five types. Yes. One of the five types, and then the the next key that comes in is the authority, which is um, information that informs us about how we make decisions in life. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, so let's, if you don't mind, if the authority is emotional, feeling, clarity, patience, as mine just happens to be, <laughs> what can you say about that? How that informs my decision-making. Okay, emotional authority. Um, let me just check we're looking at the same chart here, Julie. You, I'm looking at your chart, is it? Yes, you, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, the one I have put onto me actually has standing authority, but uh, I, I can talk about emotional authority. Um, emotional authority is perhaps the most difficult one to come to terms with. We live in an emotional world, and what we found in human design is the emotional center is quite unique. It's one of the nine centers, but it overrides all of the other centers. When there's emotion involved, it just kind of swamps everything else about our nature. It overrules our thoughts, it overrules our fears, it overrules everything. And uh, emotions in the human design chart is an awareness center, but it's also what we call a motive set, is motivation to do things. And the motivation is particularly around pleasure and pain, success and failure, all the ups and downs of life. It's the center of breathing disorders. It's the center of diabetes. It's the center of addictions. It's the center of sex, food, drugs, and rock and roll. It's all the ups and downs of life. And within all of these, 
movings of different sensations of pleasure and pain, we also look to find awareness. We also look to find clarity. And the thing about emotional clarity is you cannot find clarity when you're just wanting to engage with the top end of the way, with the pleasure and the success of life. You've also got to consider the lower side of things, the failures and the not feeling so contented in your life. Because the waves keep going up and down all the time. And so emotional clarity comes when you're actually detached from any expectations of how things are supposed to turn out. Mm. Oh, it's going to be so wonderful when I get there. It's just going to be wonderful. And then you get there and you find you're really not in the mood for it at all because the moods keep changing. So the key phrase around emotional authority is patience, allowing yourself to wait until you get your clarity. And the clarity, basically, as I say, not involved with outcomes. It's involved with the journey. How does the journey feel to you? Because the outcomes, the destinations always come and go. But the journey to that destination, through the destination, and out the other side. Got it. Well, that certainly has some resonance for me. And I'm, I'm wondering if you have two people who have the same uh, type, say, and the same authority, um, does that make them compatible to work together? I mean, how do we figure out what works for us? Um, there is a whole art around uh, looking at relationship charts. Mm. Um, and uh, I won't say it's, it's not something that I can teach overnight, but it's something that I've worked with over many years now. Um, I love giving partnership readings to people because... In a sense, there's only two kinds of partnerships. There's either the conscious one or there's the unconscious one. Right. The conscious one is where you're prepared to play with each other and uh, make sure that there's no long-standing misunderstandings. Um, and the unconscious one is where you just sweep everything under the carpet and you live in a state of discontent in a way, uh, mutual discontent. So uh, in human design, yes, people that have the same type, yes, they, they can reflect each other quite well in terms of how they relate to each other. People with the same authority, well, what we find is if both people have emotional authority, they're both trying to tune into their feelings, in any moment in time, one of the partners can be feeling one way and the other can be feeling the other way. Right. It's not a guarantee that they're both going to be feeling in the same mood at the same time. So part of what we do in our workshops is we uh, show how to synchronize emotional waves so that everybody can be on the same page together. And that's something that we offer um, as part of our seminars. Um, so there's many ways to look at relationship. Um, all I can say the best thing is I really encourage people to be conscious in their relationships. Inevitably, there's always sticking points. There's always points where a relationship can get to a mutual misunderstanding. And when I do a session for partners, very often I can point that out to them, put it out in very straightforward language. And generally speaking, I get them laughing like crazy about it because they recognize right away this is exactly what happens every single time we get to this point. And so with human design, I can actually show them the other side of that, the humorous side of it, and how to find that part of it. And so that the, what used to be a sticking point, they can always find a way around that or, or through it or to move it up a notch, move it up into a higher frequency. This is taking this is clearly a, a system with enormous depth, and I, I would commend it to anyone interested 
Um, can you tell us how people can learn more? Well, honestly speaking, I thoroughly recommend the book. The book, you know, I was told about the book many, many years ago when I was in India. Um, it came into being two years ago. HarperCollins in the UK published it worldwide. New World Library published it in America this last year. Um, it's selling very nicely. I'm getting a lot of compliments from all over the world about it. That people are really getting a new take on their life. It's written in very straightforward language. I presented something to the publishers in the UK originally, and they just came back to me and said, look, you've got to make it simpler. You've got to make it in more simple language so that anybody can understand it. So we put a lot of effort into it, into really putting it in straightforward language for people. And I think you probably agree, Julia, it does read very well. Um, going along with the book, there's also a free software. People can download that from our website, Human Design for Us All, exactly as it sounds. And download the software, draw up a chart for yourself, read along in the book, and find the clarity coming from a whole new source to be able to engage with your life in a very, very fulfilling way. We do seminars. We do seminars all over the planet. We do, particularly what we love to do is these experiential seminars, and uh, we give people a direct experience of themselves energetically during these seminars. One day seminar, we're doing one in San Francisco this next weekend, and uh, we're doing one in Los Angeles in December. We're doing another one in San Diego in January. So we love to give people an experience of themselves. It's open to all age groups. Uh, we consider children probably from 14 years onwards, and we've had people up to 90 years old in our seminars. Loving it. They have an amazing day. We also train people how to work with human design, how to work with the system. We teach it in four different levels, four different stages over a period of about 18 months. My wife and I, she's a 25-year astrologer who's been working with human design now for the last 12 years. Together, we have a lot of experience in reading for people. And so our trainings involve a style where not only do we give the information, but we really insist that people practice and have full exposure to a complete level of comfort while they're giving readings to people. My insistence with human design is that people have an experience with it. We can all read up on knowledge. We can read facts and information forever. It's always ever been given in school pretty much. With human design, you actually have the possibility of a real experience of yourself. And so that is our whole aim with human design. That's what I set out to do with the book. It's what we certainly do in our workshops and in our trainings. So an amazing time that we're living in at the moment, and this is an amazing tool. And we like to play with this tool to the full extent so people can derive the greatest benefit, the greatest sense of satisfaction, and the greatest sense of fulfillment from it. Thank you so much, Tate. Just before we sign off, uh, I want to repeat, your, your website is humandesignforusall.com. Is that correct? Yes. That's correct. He was on forusall.com, exactly as it sounds. Right, all strung together. And uh, people can go there and download their chart for free. They can. They can download their chart for free. There's a free report. There's also a paid report if somebody wants to go into more depth. They can also download the free software and draw up their own charts at their own leisure. And there's also the schedule of all the events that we're planning.
Oh, great. Excellent. Excellent. And before, before we sign off, as I said, I did want to add my two cents worth, my experience with the information in this book and therefore this system, the human design, is that it was completely uh, positive and, as you said, comprehensible, empowering, and loving. That was certainly my experience. In fact, so much so that, I, that I'm sure you can speak to this in terms of what shows up in my chart, but there was a part of me saying, well, yeah, but it's not that all that good. It's not all that rosy. And what about what about the other stuff? And you've done just such a such an elegant job of putting everything out there in a way that people can can feel empowered and loving and loved from this information. So thank you for that. Well, really, Judy. You know, honestly, I feel like we've been castigated enough in life. Yeah. Born in in sin, die in sin. I finished with that whole perspective. Yep. We're here to have fun. We're here to be ourselves. And uh, this is a new age. We're entering into a completely different possibility for consciousness in human form. So I feel like human design is a great tool for that. Right on. Thank you, Chetan. We've been speaking with Chetan Parkin, author of Human Design, Discover the Person You Were Born to Be. I'm Julie Clayton of New Consciousness Review an online community that provides a fun and easy way to find, review, and talk about books and films that can change your life. You'll find us at ncreview.com. I hope you'll join us next time. Goodbye.